Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code MEATINKS. Morning, guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I'm back from Boston. I hope that I got to meet a lot of you. When I went to DC and I did my rich mom walk, I met a couple girls and they were like, We really, really want you to talk more about being in a relationship and like the real deal and and how you feel. And I've been trying to do that more and more, as I hope you've noticed on the pod. And I, I think I articulated one of the things that like really scares me about being in a relationship or not that scares me but that I I struggle with which is that I don't like having half of my emotions or whatever percentage of my emotions in someone else's basket and by that I mean it's scary for me a control freak a a self self self-proclaimed I know it I'm a control freak to have some of my emotions be tied up in another human being and I know that that sounds like crazy and closed off and all that stuff. But again, you know, I think it is helpful when I share how I feel and, and what I what I work on, too, because nobody's perfect by any by any means. And and I, you know, maybe someone else out there is feeling this way, too. By that, I mean, it's like, do you ever have a fight with your boyfriend and you feel like you feel so upset 
And it's like you don't control that part of your emotions. Now, I guess you could say, well, your friend could make you upset too or, you know, something, you know, if someone cuts you off and you have to swerve in, into another lane, like that could make you upset too. But it's just different when you're in a relationship because it's like those deep, deep emotions that, that are controlled, not controlled, but the other person has such an influence on how you feel every day. Whereas when you're single, um, every day you wake up and you're like the master of your universe. You're like, okay, I'm going to choose to strive for joy today. I'm going to choose to strive for productivity today, whatever. And I guess that's one of the things that I've been trying to work on, like relinquishing control in this relationship and like just being like, that's, it's a really beautiful thing to have someone have an influence on your, your emotions. But that's just something I'm musing on today. And I wonder if anyone else out there deals with the same thing. Any other control freaks? I guess that's what it's from. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's a defensive thing. Maybe it's like out of a fear of being hurt. I I don't know. I got a request for a topic for a pod, which is how to find your passion. And this is a question that plagued me for many years. And I think it's a question that affects most of us, if not all of us. And similar to negative dating tropes, similar to bad body image uh, ideas, I do feel like this idea of, quote, finding your passion is like pushed to us quite often especially when we're young, like when we're in high school. And even though it has a good message, I think it screws a lot of people up because it's kind of vague and no one really knows what it means when you actually dig down. And I just think it puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, I think for millennials especially, passion was such a big keyword, right? Like it was like, oh my God, every millennial wants to be a founder. Every millennial wants to be their own boss with their passion project. And every millennial has a a special passion and their passion might be mushroom jerky or their passion might be candles made out of the wax of, uh, you know, that's fallen off of old cathedrals in Northern Italy or whatever. And like, I just felt like, oh my God, everybody has a passion apart from me and they're monetizing it and whatever, whatever. And it just really stressed me out because here's the thing, when you're a kid, it's very easy to have passions, right? Because you don't have any consequences and the things that are available for you to be passionate about are kind of at once vast, but also very limited. And so by by that, I mean, when you're a really little kid, you're like, I'm passionate about dinosaurs. And it's like, okay, great. Your parents take you to the Natural History Museum. You have your little dinosaur toys. You watch the shows on TV. Boom, you're done. And then like when you're in high school and whatever, you know, middle school, you're kind of like, oh, I'm passionate about volleyball. Like that's what makes me really happy. And like, okay, great. You go to practice. You're on the team. You know, you watch the game on TV, whatever. And then it starts to get a little hairy, right? Because then we really start to conflate passion with career. And that's very interesting, right? Because like up until then, it's like, oh, you know, it's your hobby or it's like an interest. But then it kind of switches and all of a sudden you go to college and your counselor is like, well, what are you passionate about? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Like I'm passionate about drinking with my friends. Like I'm passionate about shopping at Forever 21. Like, I don't know. Um, but it's stressful because people start to be like, well, find your passion, find your passion. And it's like, okay, like a lot of us really don't know for a very long time what it is. I'm going to say that right now. Now, some people find out very early. Like some people 
they they know they want to be teachers, doctors, like they have that drive inside of them and it's amazing and it's beautiful and that's what they go for. And and that's amazing. Um and if you do find it early, there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like so few times in life are things uncomplicated. So if they are uncomplicated, just go for it. Just be like, "Wow, okay, I've I've literally always wanted to be, I mean, like my brother always wanted to be a teacher. He knew he knew even before he'd ever taught a class that that was what he wanted to do. He loved, he wanted, he just wanted to do that with his life. And that's what would make him happy. And lo and behold, he's an amazing teacher and I'm so proud of him. Um, but for many of us, it's like, I, you don't really know. And I remember distinctly not lying, but like kind of being like, well, I don't know if this is what passion is supposed to feel like, but I really like reading books. And I really like writing, so I might as well just be an English major because everyone was like, well, what's your, I was like, okay, well, I think, I mean, I'm not like crazy about it. Like I'm, I'm not like masturbating to William Shakespeare. Well, maybe, but like, you know what I mean? I was like, I, this is good enough. Like this feels like I like it, but I'm not like crazy about it. So that's what I did. And then when it came time to like start applying for jobs, everyone was like, well, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And I was like, I mean... I really like fashion. I, I don't know. Like this job seems good. I guess I'll try it. But again, I didn't feel the feeling of like, I could talk about this till I'm blue in the face. And that made me very anxious. And I think that your 20s are a time when you feel this pressure to like put yourself in a box and like find your passion and make it into your career and yada, yada, yada. And it's like this episode is about A, helping you not worry if you haven't found it and be um, some tips to help you find it. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. 
There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and Book of the Month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool, or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's a no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers, the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. So at Stanford, there's a class called Design Your Life or Designing Your Life um, by someone, a professor called uh, Professor Burnett. And I, like an idiot, didn't take it because I just wasn't, I wasn't really that focused on, on academia or like thinking towards the future in school, which I slightly regret, but also not because I had the best time. But I just only focused on my English classes and the rest. I was like, whatever. But my friend Casey took it and she loved it. And she would always come back from that class with all these cool exercises. And turns out that that professor was actually my, my other friend Casey's dad. Now, uh, in the years after we graduated, a, a group of my friends in San Francisco, we had this thing called Nerdy Girls where we would meet uh, once every two weeks and we would have like a speaker come to one of our houses or we would do like one of us would do a presentation about their job so we could learn about what they do. Which, by the way, it, I really, really recommend doing that with your friends. It's you don't have to be super. It's not like doesn't have to be nerdy, but it's a really nice way to get together and learn cool shit. And it's really interesting to find out what your friends do for their jobs. Like really, really interesting. So or you can just like watch a movie and then I'll talk about it or whatever. Anyway, it's a very low lift and it's really fun. So I, I recommend it anyway. So we were lucky because Casey was in Nerdy Girls and she got her dad to come 
and speak to us. And I will literally never forget this till the day I die because he told me something that changed the way I look at everything about passion. And he was like, sometimes it's hard when people are like, find your passion, find your passion. He said, instead, you should follow your curiosity because that's something that you can actively do and it will often lead to finding your passion. Because when people say find your passion, it's like you're not an explorer. Like it's not hidden somewhere on earth. Like it's not tucked away in a box in a haunted mansion. Like that's why it's such an unhelpful phrase. But following your curiosity is something actionable. And it really, really was a massive unlock for me. Here, 10 years later, I still think about it all the time. Because even though I feel like I found my passion, it's always evolving. And whenever I'm lost, I go back to that. Follow your curiosity. And it can be very small. It can be just like meeting someone and wanting to know more about what they did in their in their job and asking them to go for coffee. That's something that I did a lot when I was younger because I I think I applied to probably 500 jobs from the ages of 24 to 26. And during that time I was like very panicked and I would just meet for meet anyone who would meet me for coffee. I just wanted to know about all their different life paths. And it was amazing for three reasons. First of all, it was like networking. It's always good to know another person. You never know when, you know, they think, oh, well, she could be good for that job or whatever. Um, number two, it showed me how many different paths there are for life. Like there are a million different paths. And if you ask someone who's like in their 30s or 40s about how they got to where they are, they're like, oh, then I did this. Then I got fired here. Then I moved to Japan. Then I moved back. Like, And you're just like, oh my God, like there's a million different paths. And the third reason why networking coffees are amazing is because that it can give you ideas. You never know when someone's going to say something and they're going to be like, oh, and then I work for this company. And you're like, well, what do they do? And they're like, well, they do this and that. And you're like, wait, that's really interesting. And maybe that's your next clue. Maybe that's your next curiosity nugget that you follow. Then you go check them out. Also, I want to remind you that your curiosity doesn't have to only be professional. Like I really want to untangle this idea and this notion that like passion and profession go hand in hand. Like, yes, ideally you are passionate about your job, but there's a lot of different ways to be passionate and you don't know how it's all going to shake out. So if your curiosity is like, I really want to watch like all of these foreign films. I just have like this, this urge to watch all these Pedro Almodovar films and like just make a little project out of it. Just do that because you have literally no idea when that will come back around and come up in a coffee or a meeting or an interview. I want all of you guys to be curious people. Like curious people are the most interesting people and the best people to know. Passionate people, I don't know. I'm just going to say something kind of outlandish now, which is that I feel like people lie about their passions a lot. Like I feel like a lot of the time people say, well, I'm really passionate about this and like they're just lying to sound good. Maybe that's cynical. I don't know. But I just think that passion is something that you can see more than that you can speak about. To me, passion is more about like the vigor with which you're approaching a project or an idea or a job or a charity project or whatever. And it's like to stay curious is the most important thing. It's far more important than finding your passion. Far more important. I think about the... uh, Everybody wears sunscreen, the Baz Luhrmann version. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube it right now because it's literally the most 
inspiring thing ever, but there's a line in it that says, the most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. And it's just like, that's it. That's it. You don't have to know. I think also people use passion as kind of like this security blanket. Like, oh my God, I'm really passionate about like the frog population of Southern Argentina. And then you're just like, okay, well that person's all set. Like I don't need to ask them any more questions. But it's like, it's okay to not know. However, I want to be really clear that like, I'm not giving everyone a free pass. Like I'm not saying, oh, just, you know, sit there and and just chill and like it'll come to you. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying channel any nervous energy you have into curiosity. And it can be literally anything big or small. Also, this came up because I posted um well, actually the the reason that this person um requested this topic was because on Friday or whenever I posted on my Instagram this thing that was like Christian Dior started Dior at 41, Rick Owens launched Rick Owens at 32, uh Vera Wang launched launched Vera Wang at 40. Like can you believe that? That Vera Wang was 40 when she launched Vera Wang and now she's like the number one wedding dressmaker in the world. Uh Virgil was at was 41 at the height of his career and so I I posted this thing to like say, you know, it's not too old and you're not too late and like passion and curiosity like they evolve all the time and it's okay if you if you're not sure and someone was like oh my god can you do a podcast about finding your passion and I think the point of that Instagram post was like if you find it later in life that's okay it's it's okay and instead of thinking about it like negatively like oh well if I find my passion at 40 and I have to start like my career then then like look at all the time I've wasted that's not true at all that's not true at all because you're going to harness all of the experiences and all of the knowledge that you have to start your business or start your passion project then. That's what I did. Like I had a million different jobs in my 20s. And when I finally became an influencer, a podcaster, a radio show host at 30, I used all of those experiences. I was like, okay, well, what can I take from my time at Gap? From my time at Gap, I know how to send an email, be polite, arrive on time. What do I, what did I know from my time in fashion? Okay. I know how to, you know, talk to people, do this and that. Like you can use all of your experiences whenever your passion, whenever you find your passion. And if you don't ever find like the one thing, that's also okay. I just think we have to rethink our use of this word. I want to take a minute to talk about work ethic when you don't feel passionate about your job um, because it's very common, right? Like for most people, for most of their lives, work maybe won't be the number one thing you're passionate about. And that's okay. That's okay, right? That's fine. Maybe you're passionate about your kids or your charity or you foster kittens on the side or whatever. It's okay. However, I think for a lot of my listeners out there in their 20s and they're like, you're like, I'm not sure, like this job is really boring, blah, blah, blah. It's still so important to have a good work ethic. It's still so important. Even if you know you're going to leave your, your job in six months, it's still so important to do a good job. And let me tell you why. First of all, self-esteem. Even if you think like, well, I don't respect these people. I don't care about them. I'm going to do a sloppy job. Trust me, that hurts your own self-esteem. Secondly, I have so many mantras for you today. Um, do, do everything as though your favorite person is watching. That is a really good way to live. So even if no one's looking and they say, hey, can you go 
like for me I always use this, this example because in one job I had to like fold a lot of sweaters they were like oh can you go fold those sweaters like I would pretend that literally Gwyneth Paltrow was watching me fold sweaters I was like how would she think that it was cool like like how, what would make her think I'm cool and I fold, folded them well and it matters because of your self-esteem and you also never know how one job will affect affect your next job also how you do how you do anything is how you do everything those are similar but I really do believe them um and they're all connected through self-esteem so if you're going to get coffee you know and you think it's kind of beneath you again I've been there but do a good job and I know you're probably thinking but Tinks I'm not passionate about getting coffee I don't even like this job I don't even like my boss doesn't matter it's a stepping stone it's an experience you will take something from it even if that's just where to get the best coffee in your neighborhood to make people happy. I'm serious. Charon just said something really interesting, which is like, it's less, life is not as linear as we thought, as we think it is. And it's more modular. And I think about that often. The way that I think about it and my therapist tells me to think about it is like, life is like a necklace, right? And every experience you're, you're stringing a, a pearl on the necklace or a bead or whatever. And we're wrongly told like, oh, everything goes in a straight line. You you go to high school, then you go to college, then you have your job, then you find your passion, then you have a family, da, da, da. That's actually a big, bold-faced lie that they've been telling us the whole time. You have no idea what order things are going to go in, and you have no idea when you will feel super inspired by something, which is why I always come back to the curiosity thing. Just pull that thread. That will keep you grounded. That will keep you happy. That will keep you inspired, even if you fucking hate your day job. It's not a straight line. It's modular. You're going to look back in your life and be like, oh my God. And, and honestly, that's why I like this trend right now, even though it's kind of silly of everyone being like, oh, I'm in my villain era. Oh, I'm in my red hair era, whatever. And it's like, yes, because every person has so many different eras. And it's not like when you, quote, find your passion, like you just stop having those eras. Like th that doesn't really mean anything to me. If you take one thing away from this episode, it would be, Relax about the passion thing. Follow your curiosity, big or small. Nothing is stupid. You have no idea. Like some of the most interesting people I know fell into things because they were just curious about shit. Like a good example is for me, Poshmark, right? Like, as you guys know, I was obsessed with Poshmark before I worked there. And I was like obsessed with it. Like I didn't know why. I mean, I do know why because I was like making money and I loved fashion and it meant that I could like buy clothes and think about clothes. And I was like just doing it on the side as literally a hobby and a side hustle. And then I there when it when H&M used to do those like collabs with designers, they collabed with Balmain and I knew that it was going to be like a sold out collection. And so I just like got this crazy idea in my head and I was like, OK, honestly, I'm just going to hire a task rabbit and have him sleep outside of the Union Square in San Francisco H&M, which is like insane. But that's what people were doing at the time to get these collabs. And so I paid, I hired this guy and he waited in line and I went to meet him at seven in the morning and I had a really good spot and I bought like so much because I knew I could make the money back. I bought everything I could find of the Balmain collab and I sold it and I made like, I made like $5,000 on it or something, something crazy. And then I wrote an article about that because I was just like, I was just like, thought it was funny and like just was kind of doing it, following my curiosity. I just like wanted to do it more. And then that's when Poshmark called me and they were like, hey, do you want to come and meet us? Like this article is so funny or whatever. And that's what I mean. It's like, 
I didn't at the time be, think, oh, I'm passionate about Poshmark or I'm passionate about clothes. I was just like, I was just like, this is just like interesting to me. This is just like a fun thing for me to do. And it, again, to the naked eye, that would seem like an insane thing to do to hire someone to sleep outside a store so you could buy clothes or resell them. But like, I just felt moved to do it. So listen to that voice. Listen to the voice that's like, no, you should like go to that open mic night and just like read your poems. Like that's that's how you get places. That's how you foster your curiosity and 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 do interesting things and meet interesting people. That's how one thing leads to another. So please remove the pressure from yourselves to quote find your passion and also the um Professor Burnett, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans wrote a book called Designing Your Life. So if you're interested in this more, you can read that. Um I hope that helped. I know it was a little Sorry, I want to start that again. I hope that helped. Even though I'm incredibly passionate about my job and about you guys, I still feel like there's more. Like I still, I'm so satisfied and so happy. But what I do every day is think like, what am I curious about? Like that's how I find new projects and new things that I want to work on is I think like, what is like in my head right now? Or what seems interesting to me? Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's served me that's filled up my cup far more than this like nebulous idea of passion ever has uh so i will leave you with one more mantra gosh there's been a lot today um this one is from my friend elizabeth she said uh just row the boat and god will steer it doesn't matter if you don't believe in god but it's kind of just like just keep putting one foot in front of the other follow that thread of curiosity just row the boat just keep rowing the boat follow it uh i will see you guys on wednesday for the live show i love you all so much uh please dm me your thoughts on this episode or email me and i'll see you on wednesday love you bye Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming, and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R H O B A C K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.